You're listening to Drishti Point. I'm Farhan Azrali, and I'm here in my home studio with Baptiste de Pape, who is a producer of a beautiful film called Power of Heart, and also an author of the same book. And I'm delighted to be here with you to talk about a subject that um, is so important in our world right now, and that is uh, the heart and what it means to open the heart, what it means to cultivate a sense of open-heartedness towards life and towards all people. And so it's great to have you here. Mm, thank you so much for having me on your show, Far. So let's start by talking about your journey. I mean, mm. obviously you came from a different background than filmmaking, yes. and somehow you came to make this movie about the heart. Tell us what was it that inspired that change? Well, I was a lawyer in the city of Amsterdam, the Netherlands, and uh, I, I realized I did not want to be a lawyer anymore for the rest of my working life, so I felt cut off from my aliveness. Um, I, I said, uh, you know, I'm, it feels great, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, but the problem was that I didn't know what else I wanted to do with my life, so figuring out my purpose in life became an important item at that point in my life. And in that period, I saw a web class, and uh, it was in the new a New Earth series. It was being hosted by Oprah Winfrey, and in the New Earth series, she was, of course, in conversation with Eckhart Tolle. And Eckhart Tolle, he, um, well, he's a wise man. And um, Oprah said in this particular video that I was watching, I think there's nothing more important than finding your purpose in life. That of course resonated with me, and Eckhart said something that really changed my life uh, and shifted my perception on how to find your purpose in life. He said, "You can't get there through thinking, so you cannot get there through thinking." <laughs> and that was really a big thing for me because I was trying to think my way to my purpose because I didn't know anything else really than, than thinking, you know, linear, rational, um, logical thinking. And Eckhart said, if you want to find your purpose in life, then you can ask yourself, what do I want from life? But a more powerful question would be, what does life want from me? What does you know the bigger picture want from me? Mm -hmm. And um, I said, well, that's a powerful question. And I've got nothing to lose. I'm going to try this out. And Eckhart, he continued. He said, if you want to find the answer to the question, what does life want from me? Then the best way to do this is to find moments of stillness. And um, you can find stillness when you're in nature. One of the best places to find it is in nature. Mm -hmm. So the next day I went into nature and I started to walk. And while I was walking, I repeated the question, what does life want from me? What does life want from me? What does life want from me? And I did this for about an hour and nothing happened. So I thought, well, you know, it doesn't work or maybe I'm impatient. Mm -hmm. um, and um, when I was doing this, uh, contemplating on why it didn't work, uh, it started to rain, it started to rain really hard. And when it was uh, uh, raining so hard, I mean, I was only occupied with, okay, I need to find a place to, to hide from rain. So I started to run. I found some uh, old trees and I was standing under those trees. And when I was standing there, I thought that I was having a heart attack. And I thought, oh my God, I'm gonna die. They're probably gonna find my body here today or in a few days and um, I didn't die of course but if I would describe the feeling I felt there was a bone in my heart and it was really really um, 
very painful feeling. There was a bone in my heart and it felt like it broke. And of, of course, I know we don't have bones in our hearts, but that's how it felt. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, I started to cry. I had a very powerful, painful feeling in my chest, but Simone started to cry. And I had an overwhelming sense of love, peace, clarity, and most of all, uh, coming home. And uh, when I was experiencing this, the idea came, you have to make a movie about the heart. Mm-hmm. And um, I remembered what Eckhart had said. He said, you can't get her to thinking. And this was not coming to my thinking. It was, mm-hmm. it was coming to my feeling. And it was so powerful. And that's how the whole uh, project started, really. Yeah. Following the aliveness of, of your heart instead of uh, the, the mind. Instead of following the mind. Now, I'm sure some people who listen to our show or who've been on a spiritual path have had experiences that are so profound and insightful Mm. that lead them in a different direction. But then to stay and persevere and to um, persevere something inside of you that is telling you to do something is a whole nother story. So, you know, what were the kinds of challenges that you had to overcome and what were the kinds of virtues that really um, started to develop in you as a result of persevering? Mm. Well, I had, I, I had a lot of challenges um, because when, it, when I had the idea, uh, I was happy for a few minutes uh, because I said, Eureka, hallelujah, I know what I want to do. <laughs> but then after a few minutes, my mind started to kick in and my mind said, you're crazy, you know, you're a lawyer, so you don't know anything about the heart, um, you don't know anything anything about film production you don't know anyone in film production um, so uh, my mind was going okay if you're going to do this then you need to figure out how you get funding and how you do, and how it works film production. so I started speaking with film producers in Europe and I realized that they didn't want to speak with me because they were like you know what's this this is a spiritual uh, lawyer and he wants to make a movie about the heart <laughs> and there's no money in it and we don't do it and we don't care about it so I realized uh, the film producers didn't want to speak with me. And then I thought, okay, if they don't want to speak with me, you know, who else is time? So I found a retired film producer and he said, okay, I'll speak with you for an hour if you buy me a cup of coffee. And, you know, all the, you know, practical problems that you can have if you start something from scratch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, my, my parents and my family, they were all fucked. But, you know, he's crazy. I mean, who's, who, who does this? I mean, <laughs> if you uh, have a normal, good job, why would you want to do this? I mean, uh, you know, and I was uh, working for, I had the opportunity to work for a big international prestigious law firm. So they were like, this is crazy. Um, so the first two years were very challenging because nobody believed in it. Uh, I didn't know how film production worked. I didn't know anything about the art, so I did, had to do research on that. So the first two years, every day I wanted to give up really. But then, and I, I believe it's what, what Steve Jobs said at, at his Stanford commencement speech, if, if you've, you've got to find what you love because if you really love it and it gets challenging, you don't give up. Mm-hmm. If you work from the inside out, then you don't give up because mm-hmm. it's what you want uh, at your deepest level. And I think the power of the heart is to be connected with who you are at, at the deepest level. Mm-hmm. And if you do things because your family or your friends want you to do it and it gets challenging, then you give up because you're not doing it from the inside out. You're doing mm-hmm. it from the outside in, really. So um, I had a lot of challenges. Uh, and then I, I, I think ultimately the heart is about perseverance and resilience. If, if you really work from the heart, you will never give up unless you die, of course. Mm-hmm. 
Now you had the honor and privilege of speaking and being with some of the most pre, some of the most um, incredible spiritual teachers on the planet today. What was that like, and how did that just spending time with them and being with them um, influence how you live your life and how you look at the world? Well, um, they were also different, but at the same time, they were all, you know, what they had in common is that they were all willing to share so much of their own vulnerability. They said, oh, I, I have so many fears, oh, and I, I'm scared all the time. And I'm, <laughs> uh, so, if, I mean, these are the greatest, some of the greatest luminaries of our time, and they, 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 they are so vulnerable. And um, But they, they all have a certain age of 65 years or older. They don't have nothing to you know, hide or to protect anymore. They just are real. They're very real. Mm -hmm. And and. and Someone like Maya Angelou, when she passed last year, uh, she had an incredible presence. She filled up the room. Um, I've never met someone like Maya Angelou. She had an, mm. an incredible, incredible presence. And um, I really resonated with, with what Bill Clinton said at her funeral. Um, he said, uh, you know, Maya Angelou, she she was raped when she was eight years old. Mm -hmm. And then uh, she did not speak for five years because she told everyone who had raped her and they killed this person. So from the perception, from the awareness of an eight-year-old, she realized, oh my God, my voice has the capacity, the power to kill. So she decided not to speak anymore. But of course, um, she started to speak again when she was 13, five years later. And Bill Clinton said when she started to speak again, God gave her his voice. Mm. And um, that's what I felt. And you feel it too when you watch the movie. I mean, she has this incredible voice. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's like God is speaking to us. And um, Bill Clinton said, um, I know why she passed. Because God gave her his voice uh, when she was 13. And um, I know why she passed, he said, because I think uh, God wanted his voice back for a while. <laughs> and uh, it completely resonated with me because that's what I felt when I was in the room with her and doing the interview. Uh, incredible presence, incredible resilience. Uh, I mean, what a life did she have? And she was in a different category. Mm -hmm. Paulo Coelho was also, I mean, you know, the author of the album, yes. the famous book, classic book. Yes. We interviewed him in Geneva, in his home in Geneva, and he. He was so much fun, and uh, we you know, we were supposed to be there for an hour, and we stayed the rest of the day. And you know, really joy. I mean, he, he does not. I mean, he really does what he wants to do. He, it's for him not even a choice to be an author. He has no no choice. I mean, it's really what he wants to do. You see it in the movie too. He, he shares his story how he mm -hmm. had to become a lawyer, and he didn't want to become a lawyer. Then at one point, he said. I don't care how long it's going to take, I'm going to write. I don't care if it's going to take one year, 10 years, 20 years. This is what I want to do. And I think his message is really, you know, if you really live from the heart, you will have the joy and the fulfillment. And um, then I think you will also be good at it because you love it. And then you can put your whole power mm -hmm. source in it. I mean, the power source of the heart is much bigger than that of the mind. So if you work from the heart, you really work from your biggest power source. So do you feel that the whole um, movie and the book is really about finding 
finding our purpose here. Like in yoga, we would say finding your dharma, finding your individual yes. purpose and in being here yes. and living from that place. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, Mark Nepo, um, he says in a movie, a fish cannot drown in water. A bird cannot fall from the sky. Each creature must find their own God-given element. And he says it's easy for fish and it's easy for birds. They know their element. Mm -hmm. But it's not so easy for us human beings. Why? Because, you know, when we are born, we don't get a manual. Yeah. Uh, and we, and, and then, you know, they give us uh, education, which is mind-based. And with this mind-based education, we don't, we, we have to figure out what we're supposed to do with our lives. And I, I know that we cannot get there to thinking. We can only find our purpose, our dharma, when we open our hearts. Mm -hmm. There's no other way. And, yeah. Now, are there any specific thing practices that you do on a daily basis just to um, make sure that you're coming from your heart place and not from thinking and to, to cultivate that sense of openness? There are many practices in the book. Um, we could do one if you, if you want. I mean, there are many practices. What I've learned from interviewing all those people is that there is not one practice. There mm -hmm. are many practices. I mean, mm -hmm. when I spoke with Isabel Allende, she said, I connect with my heart when I'm writing or when I'm walking the dogs or when I'm making love with my husband. And Jane Goodall said, I connect with my heart in nature. And Maya Angelou said, I connect with my heart in stillness. And Eckhart Tolle said, I connect with my heart in the present moment. And Deepak Chopra said, I connect with my heart when I put my attention there, put my hand there. And I said, oh my God, this is so confusing. They're all giving <laughs> different answers. And then I realized, oh my God, we're all different. Because for one person, meditation works. For one mm -hmm. person, this works. And we have to do the inner research and the inner search and find what works for us. But in the book, there are many uh, practices and many contemplations to connect with our heart. And you have to figure out for yourself what works for you. And what works for you in particular? For me, uh, being in nature, it's, I mean, it's not challenging because I've, I've been traveling now for seven months. And so I'm in hotels, airports, uh, uh, you know, most of the time. And I'm always you know, traveling. So it's, it's really hard. But I hope this afternoon I get to hike a little bit here mm -hmm. in this area. Uh, for me, being in nature is one of the best things. And uh, I also like to cultivate gratitude. There's a beautiful uh, contemplation in the book called Three Blessings. And I start to focus on everything that's good in my life. And I can do this at the airplane, on the airport, in the car, in a cab. So um, that's what works for me, yes. Mm -hmm. And also sending love to my heart. I, I speak to my heart all the time. Every night when I'm in bed, I say to my heart, I love you and start to really appreciate it. And then I feel that my heart opens. And we did this last night mm -hmm. at the screening. And um, we did it with a group. And everyone went, oh my God, it's so powerful. If you really start to speak with your heart, your heart really opens and you feel mm -hmm. more uh, intelligent. I mean, it makes sense. It's, it's also in the research of the Heartbeat Institute. When, when we experience a state of heart coherence, it's a state where we experience love, gratitude, appreciation, then our heart is sending signals to our brain and it opens up our brain, so we're using more of our brain capacity when we experience love, gratitude, appreciation, and we're more intelligent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a it's a pretty incredible thing that also yeah. science is now confirming yeah. what I think a lot of wisdom traditions have been encouraging, you know, practices that open up the heart. And you see the movie too, it opens with a heart map. Uh, laboratory experiment and this has been done in many lab uh, independent laboratories all over the world it shows that the heart can see events before they take place so this is a yes. scientific explanation of uh, how intuition works yeah that's right that's really remarkable yeah 
have you felt your own sense of intuition? I mean, um, are there other capacities, other forms of intelligence that have opened up to you that weren't available to you in your old life? Well, what I've learned from doing all the interviews is, you know, how are you going to compare the mind with the heart? And if you're on a boat on the river, the mind can only see, you know, from the perspective of the mind on that boat on the river, the mind can only see the next bend, the next turn on the river. And if you're on that same boat and you are the heart, the heart can see the whole river from source to sea. Um, so it sees the whole journey, it sees everything from a much higher perspective. And mm -hmm. I think uh, my biggest schooling was this project in learning to trust the heart, because we don't trust the heart and uh, we have uh, no reason to trust the heart. And we can only start to trust the heart when we start experiments with it. And this whole project has been really my experiment because I did not have the experience to produce a movie. I didn't know, um, how, uh, you know, I didn't know anything. And so I had nothing else but to rely on, on my intuition. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we are put in a state where we have to rely on the heart and we have no other option, then we experiment and then we start then we to trust. I mean, you see it too in the movie with Magdalene Bagisa. She does not want to go to the heart, but she feels so much pain and suffering mm -hmm. she has to go inside it's the same i mean it's it's in all the in all the people i've interviewed they did not they, they just wanted to fit in they just wanted to live conventional life but all of a sudden there's a big crisis and they have to go inside it's, it's mm -hmm. really do or die eckhart tolle is a good uh, example he was suicidal he said i cannot live with myself anymore and that's how his awakening started mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, again, I, it, it does not have to be for everyone. A lot of people don't have to go through a crisis. But uh, from my experience, most of the people do need a crisis to go to the heart first, to start trusting it and experimenting with it. Mm -hmm. What is it like for you? How has this film and the book been received around the world? Did you ever imagine that you would connect with so many different people all around? Well, the book is now out in 70 countries. Uh, it's doing very well in Germany, it's doing very well in France, doing very well in Belgium, ne Netherlands, Poland. Uh, it's been number one in Dubai. Um, it's now uh, also being published in Japan, South Korea, uh, India. Uh, so, I mean, it's amazing. I'm, I'm traveling the world all the time and doing screenings and everywhere. I just see that people connect with it because the, mm -hmm. the message is timeless, timely, uh, universal. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter what race, religion, um, background you have. It's it's everyone has a heart, and, and mm -hmm. at the level of the heart, we all are the same. We are, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a saying in the Torah: uh, words that come from the heart touch the heart. And I, you know, if we would be talking with each other just from our minds, we would be just like robots. Mm -hmm. And if we really have a heart connection, we have a fulfilling, real deep connection. And I think everyone wants to experience that. Mm -hmm. That's why we're here. And um, has it fulfilled you in you know in ways that you didn't imagine? Oh my God! It's, I mean, it's so fulfilling. I, 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 in, in the in the, in the in the movie, so many people are sharing from their heart. You know, their vulnerability. They lose a daughter. They have cancer. They 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 are in the genocide situation in Rwanda, Africa. Uh, it gives other people to permission to come up to me and, and share their story. The people come up to me and, and share their very intimate 
uh, stories of what happened in their lives mm. uh, and they don't even know me but but they feel they have to do it because they just saw the movie and you know so mm -hmm. all the walls they fall they break down and uh, it's, it's the best feeling you know to make that real connection with people who, who you just met yeah yeah that must be pretty incredible yeah to yeah. um to have people's trust that way yeah Wow. And there, I, I think there's a big curse for this information. I mean, uh, um, we are talking about an intelligence and wisdom that far surpasses that of the mind. And I think that everyone has, 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 not everyone, but a lot of people feel like, oh my God, the mind is so limited and it has not made me happy mm -hmm. uh, just following my mind. And uh, there's more and they feel there's more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now, um, this will probably keep you busy, I'm sure, for many years. But is there another stirring in your heart that is taking place? Yeah, I'm, 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 I've written another book. Uh, I hope to publish it next year. It's about how manifestation works. Um, uh, I believe that if you... I, mean, I had a lot of conversations about this with Drew Harriet. Uh, Drew Harriet uh, directed The Secret, and he also directed The Power of the Heart. And, the, you know, The Secret is all about, you know, attracting and manifesting what you want. But I think every time you want to attract or manifest something, you should ask yourself, where is uh, the intention coming from? Is it coming from my personality, my ego, or is it coming from my heart, my soul? And I mm -hmm. believe that the intention is coming from your heart and your soul, and it's being supported by something bigger, and then you meet the right people, and then you have the synchronicities, and then you are also fulfilling your dharma. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. I think that w for me that was a, a piece that I would have liked to have seen uh, added to that film is that, you know, is what we want coming from a sense of desire that's just filling a, a more superficial level or does yeah. it come from a deeper place? Yeah. Yes, and I mean, it's what, what, what you see in the, the movie, The Power of the Heart, Eckhart Tolle says, know that if your only intention is to make money, know that you're disconnected from, from the heart. I mean, it, it has to be something bigger than just making money. Money mm -hmm. is a tool, mm -hmm. not, not, not the... Uh, the so you finished this book already? Uh, or you're in the well, process of... Well, I'm now of working on it with editors. Uh, a lot of publishers want to publish it. Um, I mean, this has been published by Simon Schuster, so probably we'll see if they want to do it. But, um, they want to do it but I'm, I'm just gonna see what uh, you know I'm just in the process of seeing how I'm gonna publish it mm -hmm. right now my focus is on promoting this book this year mm -hmm. yeah. and, then and I'm also interested in doing another movie uh, and I will do that in 2017 I, I'm not sure what, what it's gonna be but it's gonna be related to the power of the heart oh very exciting yeah very exciting so you're gonna take a couple years to really yeah um, continue doing book tours yes. and film screenings and yes. stuff. So, you know, um, is there is there anything from your own personal journey and from the whole process of making the movie and the book, and in particular now the new book, that you think is really useful for people to know, people who might be listening to this interview? Um, I, I think it's important that if you want to know more that you go to our website, thepowerofthehard.com, we just have a new website. Um, I also would like to invite everyone to join us on Facebook, the Power of the Heart Facebook page. You will see the blue vignette, which means it's the official one. Mm -hmm. 
uh, and there you can see what's happening when we have screenings, what we're doing. It's also a platform where people can communicate uh, with each other. Mm -hmm. um, right now, I just feel that a lot of people um, have seen the movie and then they want to know, okay, what can I do with it? How can I live more from the heart? And I know the heart is already very abstract, right? It's very abstract. Mm -hmm. and uh, I had the same thing. If you look at all spiritual traditions and religions, then the heart has been described as a source of wisdom and intelligence. Um, but how can we apply it in our daily life? So mm -hmm. I've interviewed all these wonderful people and they all happen to be, you know, very successful. Um, and I asked him, okay, if, if the heart is really the right, reliable source of wisdom and intelligence, how can we use it to improve our health? How can we use it to improve our relationship? Mm -hmm. How can we use it to make career choices? How can we use it to attract more wealth in our lives? Because, you know, Paolo Coelho, Maya Angelou, Isabel Yemi, they're, they're all very wealthy. Mm -hmm. And how did they do it? And I, I, so there are different chapters, the heart and health, the heart and relationship, the heart and, mm -hmm. um, uh, and money, the heart and career. Uh, because I think, you know, the heart, it is a very powerful uh, source of wisdom and intelligence, but we have to know and learn how to apply it in our lives. And I think that's the next step for me, also mm -hmm. for everyone. And that's, I think, where the book, but also uh, com connecting with other people can help us mm -hmm. in order to do that, to, to really uh, start to live and work from the heart in our world today. Mm -hmm. I think that's so needed yeah. in our world today. I'm, I'm sure, you know, if there was a, um, a certain number of people who did live from the heart, we'd actually, we could change the whole dynamics of, yes. of the world. It's what Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. And if you start to live from the heart, then it has a ripple effect. Don't, don't wish it was easier, wish it were better. And uh, work on yourself more. I mean, that's what I've learned. Uh, if, if you really open your heart and you do it consistently, you do it every day, and every day you go to the heart, and every day you work it, you change the world. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for, for your time and for your all that you shared with us today. I hope that the, the tours go well, and uh, I wish you much success, and I really hope that your message lands in receptive hearts of people that come to see the film. Oh, thank you so much for, for having me on your show. It was a privilege and an honor to be your part. Thank you. Mm, thanks.